Well, we welcome you once again to the table, around the table. I'm here with my brother, Kevin Galliano. What's good? The rapper, Kevin, a.k.a. Youth Pastor, a.k.a. The Man, a.k.a. P-U-C, <laughs> Pastor Kevin. Y'all can call me Preacher Kev. That's my rapper name. That's his rapper name. That's also his <laughs> Instagram handle, just in case uh, you want to follow uh, Kevin, Pastor Kev. Man, we, we've been having a great time yeah, uh, during, during these, these podcast experiences. Uh, we launched into something that was brand new for us. I know yeah. we listen to podcasts on a regular basis, uh, but now we are doing it together, man. And it's, it would have thought. It's been fun. It's been great. Um, I would, can't wait to see where God takes us through this experience, where we're going here. Uh, we're learning as we go. Uh, we love to have your feedback, to have your reviews, to let us know how things are going, to give us some ideas. And um, here we are, once again, at the table. Uh, we want to encourage you to uh, like us, to follow us, uh, to subscribe to our podcast, and uh, just let us know, you know, uh, that you are uh, meeting us at the table. Yes. So today, uh, in front of us, uh, we've actually got a little bit of a head start here, Pastor yep. Kev. You know, we were hungry. We've been struggling sometimes as we've been talking and eating, and the food's gotten Ooh, a little cold. cold. And so today, we say we're gonna we get to jumpstart this yep. and get a head start on some really good food. Kev, tell them what we're eating today. Yeah. So today we got some bomb Himalayan food from a place called Himalayan Cuisine. That's right. Close to church. Yep. Not too far away here in La Mesa. I think it's like I think it's off of like Baltimore, right? Yeah, Something Baltimore. Like that. Mm -hmm. um, this was a spot that Pastor Ruben introduced to me again. Another place that he's introduced to me. That's so right. we've gone back and forth, right? Either a place that he's introduced me to, I've introduced him to. I think I've introduced you a little bit more. A though, little bro. more, yeah. Just a little bit more. Just, just get, I need to just give that little caveat there. Hey, I'm just like, okay, we gotta let the people know though, okay? <laughs> I will say I appreciate the food suggestions. All right, these these are great, and I do go to them on a very consistent consistent basis. I do uh -huh. go to other places though that Pastor Ruben has not okay. has not suggested to me too. Um, but there will be places that I'm going to suggest to him, and he's going to have to try them out. So I will. We'll see what happens. But I yes, know. this food is bomb. If you want some bomb Himalayan food, this is the place to go. And again, we are not sponsored, but we are lovers of food. So here we are doing what we do best. That's right. That's right. And everyone that I've taken to this place has said the same thing. So I just want you to know um, that, that, that Pastor Ruben, um, he, he does a pretty good job when it comes to uh, patting himself on the back, number one. Yeah, he's humble, too. <laughs> he's very humble. Oh, praise the Lord. And also <laughs> when it comes to uh, finding some really good food. I just like to eat, man. I, lo I love good food, and I love the word of God, the bread of life, and being able to share uh, with you, Kevin. Um, over the last couple weeks, we've been talking about the temptations of Jesus. You know, there's so many ways to look at the temptations of Jesus. I've, I've listened, I've uh, read up on just different angles that people come at. Um, and uh, I, I've been really enjoying the way that we've looked on the temptations of Jesus um, and, and looking at it from the lens of the false masks uh, and identities that the yeah. enemy 
uh, tries to offer each one of us. So temptation one, it, we want to encourage you, if you've not uh, listened to any of these podcasts, number one, shame on you. Uh, number two, uh, go back and take a listen um, to, the different, to the previous episodes, uh, because we talked about temptation one, which is this temptation that our worth is tied to what we do. So you got to go back and, and watch that, listen to it. Uh, the second temptation, which was last week, was about how our worth is tied to what we have, yep. to things. Today, this final temptation, this false mask that the enemy offers you and me, Kev, is that our worth is tied to power. P-O-W-E-R. It's like this human heart is attracted to power. We'd be lying. I'd be lying to you, and you would be lying to me if you said that power wasn't attractive. It's very enticing. It's, exactly, it's, it's very enticing. And so today, let's, let's look at this, this final temptation of Jesus and some things that we can learn from uh, as we strive to live faithfully in a world that is dominated by the love of power. Mm. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 9. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 9. I want to take you there. If you're uh, watching or listening, um, you can follow along or you, you just, just listen to what, what the Word of God says. As, again, the devil is tempting Jesus. And actually in verse 8, it says that he took him to a very high mountain once again. And, and he shows him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And then in Matthew 4, 9, here's what Satan says to Jesus. All this I will give you if you will just bow down and worship me. If you will bow down and worship power instead, instead of Jesus. That's, wow. that's the temptation. It, if you will bow down and just worship this love of power over the love of God and, and listen as, as Jesus responds, away from me, Satan. It's written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Mm. So Kev, here's, here's my struggle. I think here's, here's the struggle that, that all of us I think can, can attest to that, that we can resonate with this and that is the struggle to be powerful and possession driven. This love of power is something that, that I think all people struggle with. Why is that, man? Because it feels good. Mm. It, I feel, it feels good to, to know that you are the person in charge. Mm. It feels good to have people who who look up to you, who go to you for advice, who go to you for counsel. Uh, it feels good to be the one to sign off on whether or not something gets done or not. Um, and you, what I've seen really, um, in my experience in church, it happens too, yeah. um, where people can get power hungry. Mm. And I think that's the result of, of experiencing power. Some people experience don't experience power so often, so when they do experience power, it they can't get enough of it. Oh. And a good example of this it happened when, or what I see is at my parents' old church. Okay. Or my old church. My parents are still there. And what I noticed a lot was uh, 
a lot of our church members, right? This was a Hispanic church, and so a lot of these uh, a lot of these church members are working class. Okay. And so they are subordinates to all the people in charge. And what I've noticed is when when these when these uh, working class church members uh, get positions of authority in the church, whether it be as a deacon, whether it be as an elder, um, whether it be on the church board, um, the, these were things that I noticed where a lot of things wouldn't get done simply because they use and abuse the power. Because they got they they got comfortable because they knew that yeah, from what I've seen my observation has yeah. been you know people who who don't have power when they're exposed to it can't get enough of it mm. and so now the oppressed has become the oppressor wow and so I think that it, it, it's really interesting just to see that dynamic in a church setting right but that you can apply that anywhere oh, that's, else that's right yeah the moment someone's exposed to power right that's when people become power hungry especially if you haven't been used to it before. Yeah, that's right. And it's not just, well, as you mentioned, it's not just in the church, but, but it's just, it's everywhere, but it, it finds its way into the church. And what, what I think is interesting, as you've alluded to, is when you study the life of Jesus and you spend time just, you know, dissecting the life of the Savior, mm. following in the footsteps of Christ, journeying with him through Jerusalem in the Galilee and, and just looking at his interaction, the things that Jesus does, the most powerful person that we believe, God in human form on earth, did not crave power. Mm. Watch this, Kev. But instead, Jesus sought a way to leverage his power mm. for the benefit of other people. And to me, that's... That's what it means to have a healthy balance when it comes to the way that we embrace power. Am I using my power to benefit other people or am I using my power to benefit myself? Mm. So, so let me ask you this then. Because obviously, you know, you, you're leading this church. Mm -hmm. You are a person in power. You're a person in authority. Um, and you've, I mean, you've been at another church, leading another church out. So now I, I guess uh, the thing that I want to wrestle with, and like, I'm curious because, you know, especially me, you know, who knows, maybe one day I become a senior pastor. How do you resist the urge to, to go too far in your leadership? Or how do you resist the urge to, uh, to do exactly what we've been talking about that people have a bad habit of doing when it comes to their power? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. I, I appreciate that. Um, you know, one of the things that I, I admire from the life of Daniel, the prophet in the Old Testament, is that Daniel understood something that I, that I feel a lot of leaders, you know, fail to understand, mm. especially those in, in, in pastoral leadership or in positions in the church, is that God is the ruler over the kingdom of men. Mm. And he gives it to whomever he wishes. This is the words. These are the words that, that Daniel tells King Nebuchadnezzar. And reminds the king. That as great as you think you are. And as much as I've been able to interpret this vision. This dream of yours. King I need you to understand. That God is the ruler over the kingdom of men and he gives it to whomever he wishes. And so one of the things that I think helps me out, Kev, that I pray will help you too and anyone else listening, 
is this idea that what I have is not my own. Mm. That the position that I'm in, it wasn't because of my education or my talent or my good looks. <laughs> Thank you, man. I, that, I was hoping for a laugh oh, there. He's you know, humble, church. Remember that. <laughs> it wasn't because of my humility. Um, it was it's because of God, man. And, and I feel like that's something that I have to remind myself every day. First of all, I love what I do. Yeah. But I also realize that God can take it away in an instant. It's not me, man. It's, it's nothing but the power of God. And so God is a ruler of the kingdom of men. And he gives it to whomever he wishes. And that, that sets the tone. That reminds me um, that this is God. That reminds me that, that, that this church is God's. Mm. That my position is the Lord's. That the honor that I have to, to get up and speak every week, that's, that's, that's God's. And so that's why that causes me to even want to give more, want to give my heart, want to pour everything in because I know that God has given that to me and I know God can take it away. Yeah. The second thing I would say is humility. <laughs> and I know that uh, you've, been, you've, been, you've been cracking on my humility, but I know we're joking. But, but in all honesty, that, that humility, that complete dependence on God and, and just to know again um, that, you know, that's one of the things that I love so much about Jesus. He was so down to earth. Mm. Like, he could talk to you and, and, and just bring this word, you know, but he could just be like you, hanging out with you. Dude was, uh, dude, Jesus was like, he, he would be in, in these different parties and festivals, and, and he was, as, as, the, as the religious leaders were accusing him of hanging out with sinners and tax collectors. So th there's something about Jesus that this is God, but God was so down to earth with us. And so I think it's, it's recognizing also, like, that you're not above anyone, man. Yeah. Um, that, that you are just equal to everyone. That, that we're all wrestling and struggling in this thing that we call life. And we're all just journeying together. And together, that's how we make it. So, yeah, man. Th so I would say those things have been a very huge help for me um, when, it, when it comes to this discussion we're having on, on sometimes believing that my worth is tied to power. But if the power comes from God, then I know that God can easily take that away. Yeah at any time man what do you think well no i think those those are all good points and i think the thing that resounds to me the most is is a lot in conversation that you you and i have had in the past in terms of leadership mm -hmm. um because i think what i'm seeing is just because you have a position of authority doesn't make you a good leader that's true right and nor does it qualify you in being a good leader that's right um, and so I think part of it also is since we are talking about how some people attribute their worth to their power, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how much power you have if you don't put other people first. That's right. Right. Yep. Think others first. That's so key. Yeah. And, and, and so in conversations that you've, you and I have had, I definitely feel like I've grown so much in my leadership capability in, in, because, you know, we, we talk and on the side, you know, we meet every week and we, you've really, you know, mentored me into becoming a better leader. Oh, man. <laughs> make me cry right here, okay? Make me cry, man. But, like, like so, so what I'm seeing is, you know, when it comes to leadership, right, now transitioning from power into, into leadership, right, the thing about leadership is it's not about what people can do for you. Mm. It's about what you can do for them. That's right. Right? Yeah. And so as, as, as you serve others, right, servant leadership is what Jesus exemplified. In servant leadership, right, you get people on board with, with the direction that you're going in, 
right? But the direction you're going in is always to take people on that journey to get them to a place where they too can become leaders. That's right. That's right. right? Where they too can then be, be in, in that position where they can lead others just as you have led them along the way. And so the, the crazy thing that I see in, in this whole debacle with Jesus, right, in, in, in these moments is he knew that he had a greater mission to accomplish. Mm. And Satan wasn't going to get in the way of that. Amen. And Amen. I think that's what's so admirable is because the entire time Jesus is just focusing, again, servant leadership is it's not about what I, I came here to do for myself. It's yeah. what I came here to do for others. That's right. Yeah. It's about how you make other people better, man. Yeah. And that's, and, and that's the difference between love of power and love of people. Mm. Love of power says, I don't care about you. I'm going to do what I want to do. Yep. I'm going to get to that place without you. I don't need you, whatever. But love of people is the example that Jesus gave is Jesus was always pouring into other people to make them better. And, and look what happens. You know, in a couple of weeks, we're going to study the book of Acts. Mm -hmm. That's the new series that we're doing here at, at our church. And, and you see the fruits of that type of leadership, that type of love of people pouring into, investing in others, thinking others first. And we see what happens. The church explodes yeah. because Jesus took time to pour into the life of his of his brothers and his sisters and and so the trap kev that we have to be careful with if if we don't handle this struggle for power and, and being possession driven is that you always want more yeah and it's never have you never have enough and so if you don't if you don't get a grasp on this and have a healthy view of this power that God has given and, and you don't leverage it for the benefit of other people, then you just always want more. Yeah. And it's never enough. And so that's, that is the trap. And we've got to be careful because the moment we get to that place, man, um, then, then you have no longer, uh, you're no longer leading. You're, mm -hmm. you're leading yourself and you're only thinking about yourself. And uh, what a terrible place to be yeah. when it's never enough. It's never enough. Have you ever felt that in your own personal life where, where sometimes like you've been given what you wanted or you thought of, you, you worked hard for this or maybe you prayed on this and God has given it to you and then you still find yourself like not content or oh, not having enough? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I've, seen it, I've seen it here. Um, and I think in, in, in my youth leadership here, because like my thing has, has always been, you know what, like I think at some point like my, and we've had conversations about this, right, where at some point back in the day, my hope, right, was to, to, to be able to, to be a leader of like a 50, 50, um, 50 person youth group, yeah. right, and have this enormous youth group um, be part of a, an enormous church and just become like this big time preacher. And, and so every little step of the way that I would, I would, you know, be in that process, right, yeah. to, to, to be a quote-unquote trendy pastor, hmm. um, because I feel like that, that's the, that's the uh, I don't know, that, that's, that's a huge mistake that people try to make in ministry. That's what people try to make in, in life, in any position that they're in, is trying to be something that they're not. Yeah, yeah. Right. And for myself, I think at some point something clicked because as, as much as I was doing the work here, I wasn't satisfied. Mm. I, I was like, man, like this, this isn't enough. I want, I want more. I want, I, I want more. And you know, the more I would do the, I still wasn't satisfied. And I think at some point 
something clicked and I don't know when it was mm -hmm. and for everyone I feel like in their journey um, it it looks differently but I know for a fact that for myself I noticed that I was happiest when I became content with where I was mm. and and content with who I was as well and realizing what I'm not yeah you know I'm 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 not a big time preacher I'm I'm not a trendy passer, nor do I want to be. Mm. Um, I, I am unapologetically myself. Yeah. You know, and God has, has given me the gifts that I have. He's yeah. given me the capabilities that I have currently. Yeah. And it's not to say that in the areas that I am weakest in, that I'm just going to leave them that way. It sure. just means that I just have to work a little harder sure. at them, you know. But where I'm at right now, what I've accomplished so far with the youth here and, and the amount of love that I have for these young people um, and the relationships that we've developed, for me, just realizing that I've done that, yeah. that's what made the biggest difference. Just realizing yeah. it's, it's not my, my thing, you know, it's yeah. not what I've been doing, it's, it's what God's been doing this entire time yeah. through me. I love that, man. And, and you know, I, I commend you for that because I think early on in your life to be able to understand that, because I know that's the challenge either trying to be like someone else or not being content with who you are or where God has you. And, and what you're saying is you are unapologetically you, but that you could never be a good Reuben mm -hmm. or you could never be a good, you know, fill in the blank of who you follow or maybe people that you see on Instagram because you were never intended to be Absolutely. that. You were intended to be uniquely Kevin Galliano, the rapper. <laughs> All right, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like you were, you were, but you were created to be uniquely you. Yeah. And, and I think to be able to get to that place where you are who you are, proud of who you are, content with where God has you and what you're doing and where God has taken you is such a great place to be. Now, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. No, it doesn't mean not. that you're not going to have struggles or you're not even going to struggle with that fact that uh, you're struggling with being content. But to be able to just embrace the moment and live in the moment and see that even in the moment, God is shaping you and forming you to be the person that God has called yeah. you to be. And that is to be uniquely you. In Matthew chapter 20, I, I think Jesus gives us a great framework, Kevin, on how we can um, find our solution to perhaps the struggle that people might have to tie their worth to power. Mm. And Jesus breaks this down in one of the most powerful ways because you have some brothers who are coming to, to Jesus. Um, and you also have the mother of these brothers, James and John. And in verse 20, Matthew 20, I want to read scripture here. It says, The mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons and kneeling down, asking a favor. What is it that you want? Jesus asked. And listen to her request. Now, I don't knock her for, for requesting this. I mean, mom wants the best for her kids. Yeah. But she says, grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. In other words, she's saying, I want them to have the most powerful positions mm. in the kingdom. That's what she's saying. That's what she's requesting. And even Jesus says in verse 22, you don't even know what you're asking. Can you drink the cup? I'm going to drink. Of course, he's referring to this, this cup of, of the cross, yep. uh, the cup of his death. And they say, well, we can. 
and listen to Jesus says, well, you're going to indeed drink from my cup, but to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant, which were the highest positions. Think about that. In the kingdom, sit at right, left. These places belong to those for whom they've been prepared by my father. Mm. And so when the 10, that's the other disciples, they hear this, they're upset, Kev. Mm. That's what men, they get upset. We talk about power. Yep. Who's going to be the most powerful? Uh, there's going to be a fight, right? And then in verse 25, Jesus calls them together. And here's, here's what Jesus says. He says, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them and their high officials exercised authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, listen to this, podcast listeners. Whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. It's exactly what you're talking about today, Kevin. Whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for men. Yeah. That's the secret. That's the secret. And Jesus, in this instance, in, in this experience, it's like the first time I think we may, we may get a glimpse of Jesus being so almost frustrated. Because mm. that word indignant, is, is, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fiery word. Um, and, and the disciples are indignant, but I also think that Jesus is as well. And he reminds them, hey, that may be the way the world operates, this love of power, but that's not you. Yeah. If you're going to be part of my kingdom, which is what he's teaching them, mm -hmm. it's not about power hungry. It's about serving. It's about becoming a slave. It's about thinking others first, Kev. It's about taking the power and leveraging it for the benefit of other people. Mm. And a few days later, in one of the most powerful, visual, visual, beautiful scenes that we'll ever get in the scriptures with Jesus, just before he's going to, you know, be arrested for this Passover experience, Jesus demonstrates to them what it means to take your power and leverage it for other people. Mm. He ends up going to his knees, taking off his robe, and washing the disciples' feet. Mm. Now, Kev, I don't know if you're a foot guy and how you feel about that, but at least in Jesus' day, I just want you to put your mind in that, in that room. What are you seeing now? When Jesus starts to wash disciples' feet, what are you thinking? That their feet are nasty. I mean, like, really, like, that's what I'm thinking is, like, Jesus, it's such a humbling thing to do because if you think about it, right, people didn't have shoes like the, the way we, we yeah, do yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Right? They, they were had, rocking Nikes and— No, and, they were uh, rocking, like, them Air Bethlehems. That's now. right. That's right. Air Bethlehems. You know, <laughs> the, the Jesus ones. Like, that's right. And so, so what I'm seeing in that, right, is the, the, these sandals that they had didn't even have any cushion. And, like, they're super thin, and they're walking everywhere. So their feet are gross. And so I can just imagine like how humbling it is, you know, for Jesus to just humble himself before them and say like, you know what? Let me wash your feet. Yeah. I, most people would cringe, That's and right. especially like people who don't like feet, right? right? They cringe at that. But, but Jesus just didn't look at it that way. He's right. like, let me serve you in this way. That's, that's, it's just crazy to even imagine because this, this act of washing someone's feet Kevin was reserved for the meanest, lowliest servant in Jerusalem, in Israel. 
if you were somebody of wealth, like you came into your home mm. and someone would start, your servant would wash your feet. Now, if you were poor and you didn't have money, you would do it yourself. But here is the Son of God. Here's God in, in the flesh, human form, and he begins to do the very thing that no one would ever expect a king to do. Yep. He takes the power and he leverages it for the benefit of other people. And he starts washing disciples' feet. And he says, Kevin, Reuben, listeners, this is what it means to be great. Yeah. This is what it means to serve. This is what the kingdom of God is about. And this is how we have this healthy balance for power and for service. And when we use our power for the benefit of other people, great things can happen, mm -hmm. Kev. Powerful things can happen. So we want to encourage you today um, as we conclude this, these, these temptations of Jesus, um, that what an example Christ gave us. The victory in the wilderness and the example that he gave us moving forward. And specifically today, Kev, this ability to to learn just how to balance this love of power that I think all of us at some point or another and even perhaps right now struggle with mm -hmm. and the things that we can do to move beyond believing that somehow our power or our worth is tied to our power. Mm -hmm. Today, you can have joy and contentment that the greatest, greatest power you could ever show is when we serve one another. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to, as we end here, right, I just want to thank all our listeners for tuning in today. Uh, we appreciate it. We're going to ask you to, to follow our podcast wherever you, watch our, wherever you watch our podcast, wherever you listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Don't forget to look up LM Church Podcast. Leave a review. Let us know what you think about our podcast, what you like, what you dislike. Feel free to email us as well, ruben.rios at lmavenues.org or kevin.galeano at lmavenues.org. And send us your questions. You know, I feel like it'd be really cool to do a segment in the future where, would. Our, where our church members send us questions, let fun. us know what they actually want us to talk about. You know, we have some listeners. It'd be great to see what they have for us. That'd be wonderful. And right now we're about to go. Uh, Pastor Kev's going to wash my feet and I'm going <laughs> to wash his feet as we continue to serve one another in the Lord. Hey, have a great, great day. Thanks for joining us. We can't wait to do it again next week. We'll see you next time. Bye. Mm -hmm.